This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics that you need to start your investing journey. Are you joining us for the very first time? Is this the very start of your investing journey? Well, before you dive into this episode with us, our feed is designed to go from the very beginning. So we strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. Here at Get Started Investing, we unpack all the jargon and the confusing bits. We hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating. And of course, we want to have a good time along the way. My name is Bryce. And as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. I'm excited for this uh, episode. We... Uh, have a habit of making everyone we employ come and sit in the hot seat and get grilled about their investing journey. And today we've got uh, Emily joining us to do exactly that. We do. Emily is uh, head of partnerships here at Equity Mates. Has been with us for almost f- five months now. Yeah. Yeah. Towards probation time. Yeah. <laughs> and every week she's been asking, "When am I going on Get Started Investing?" Every yeah. week. Well, uh, Em, welcome. Thanks, guys. To quote Ren, I am very excited for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of being excited, Em, uh, we're all excited here at Equity Mates because FinFest is fast approaching and uh, tickets are going to be live on the 9th of June. Why is that important? Uh, you have the opportunity to get on the early bird register now. Uh, head to equitymates.com slash FinFest to get on the list. Register your details and on the 9th of June, you'll get an exclusive code for early bird access when tickets go on sale. FinFest is not an event to miss. Uh, we've been working on it pretty hard. So we're excited. Uh, equitymates.com slash FinFest. It will be in the show notes. Emma's been so busy working on it that that's why she hasn't been able to come onto the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but now tickets are about to go live. Exciting times. Yeah, it's going to be an epic day. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So sign up to get the early bird code. Um, and well, however much money you save, you can invest that. So, That's it. Oh, good. 20% but- saving on the discount code uh, compounded over the next 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> but look, Em, uh, we always like to start these interviews with a bit of a true or false game. So let's start there. Uh, true or false, your very first investment has been your most successful. False. So it's not to say my first investment hasn't been successful, but it just hasn't been my most successful. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I bought an ETF and I'm still dollar cost averaging into it. And except for the last, you know, three months, it's 
been pretty much going up in value for the last three years. Stocks only yeah. go up. Very yeah. sensible first investment. <laughs> ETF, dollar cost averaging into it. Yeah. Some good some good early signs. It sounds sensible until you hear how I came to it, but we'll, we'll probably get to that later. Get to we'll that. Get to that. <laughs> so true or false, you had a strategy in place before you started investing. Yes, that was good leading. False. <laughs> no strategy at all. I had sort of three internal monologues that was going through my head when I decided that I would start investing. And the first was that I'd be at the pub with, you know, friends and mainly driven by all my guy friends, but they'd all start talking about stocks. And I just felt like I wanted to be involved in that conversation, but I had no clue what they were talking about and it'd just go over my head. Um, so that was a consideration. I was also saving for a house in Sydney and heart goes out to the equity mates community if you were doing that as well because it's a very disheartening process mm. and your savings uh, interest rate does not help mm. get that money up <laughs> at all. And so it was a very slow process saving for the house. And then uh, and then my third one was that um, I feel for the most part I'm pretty money sa- savvy on like a good day. I describe myself that way. On another day, I'd describe myself as stingy. Um, and I follow a lot of motivational saving Instagram accounts. Okay. And they'd all say that the best day to start investing is yesterday and failing that, just get started today. So just one day, inspiration took me and I Googled best stocks in Australia and <laughs> <laughs> nice. bought an ETF that way. Nice. <laughs> well, nice. plenty to unpack there. Yeah, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going with this game, but okay. I got a lot of follow ups on that <laughs> story. Derailing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, M, true or false, investing is as hard as you thought it would be? No. <laughs> it's just a Google search. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mean, I mainly buy ETFs and because my thinking is that I'll leave it to the professionals to pull together like a fund that's, you know, diversified and it's got, you know, companies that are going upwards in value. I've got a couple of individual stocks, but yeah, I'd just rather leave it to someone else to look after. Nice. Yeah. And then to close out, true or false, investing is like gambling. Not at all alike. So false. It's because I don't gamble often, but that's like a short term, you know, endorphin hit for me. I don't think um, my investing portfolio with ATFs is structured to give me quick wins. It's a long term set and forget nice. kind of approach. If we do talk about crypto later in the episode, I have a slightly different attitude. <laughs> but that's, yeah, we might not get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we definitely will. We'll put a pin in that. Okay. Uh, but let's let's go back to your, um, your first investment. There's a lot of stuff there that I think is really interesting. So the three monologues going in your head, want to be involved in the pub conversation, want to save for a house. And I follow a lot of motivational savings Instagram accounts. I, I just got to ask, motivational saving Instagram accounts? Like how motivational are they? <laughs> you know, just like all those like empower, empowerment little like, you know, you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I just find that, you know, I just need when I'm doing like my, my scrolling, those little posts just make me feel more confident than I'm on my way to nice. hitting savings goals. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, if I don't have those reminders, I might take the money out. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't want to do that. So then you Googled best stocks to buy in Australia, which which I don't think is an uncommon way that people start just Googling like how to invest or what should I invest in. What was the journey from that first Google search to uh, actually buying an ETF? It was pretty much that evening. I, yeah, so Googled Australian 
ETF index funds. You yeah. already knew a bit of jargon straight away. Well, yes and no. I mean, I understood, you know, what compounding was from like high school, but I didn't really know what an ETF or what that stood for. That, yeah, night I just jumped onto then a broker at the same time and, yeah, just made a trade, put a couple hundred dollars in just thinking that it would be enough to keep me interested in the um, outcome of the investment. But at the same time, if it went to zero, I would be able to sleep at night. Mm. Disrupted sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to um, talk about the money habits side of things because you were talking about saving for a house and that on some days you call yourself stingy, on other days, um, <laughs> I can't remember what the other term you used. Money savvy. Yeah, money, money savvy. savvy. Yeah. <laughs> How did you build those habits, I guess, because what we talk about a lot on the show is sorting your money is often the first thing you need to do before you actually can start investing because you said there it's money that you could have lost and you know we all need the emergency fund and we want to be saving for a house and those sorts of things so how did you how did you get those money habits and how would you describe them i mean this is going to sound so superficial so when i was in like my early 20s i decided i just liked to buy things and so i didn't necessarily rack up a huge amount of credit card debt but i definitely wasn't you know living within my means and just one day I was like, you need to start thinking about ensuring that A, all your bills are ready to be paid for each month because you shouldn't be borrowing off friends. Um, and then also if you want to go to the pub or if you want to, you know, be able to buy, I don't know, something on a weekend, you need to have a decent pool of revenue that's set aside to allow yourself to be able to access those sort of things. So I just sat down one day with a spreadsheet, sort of mapped out everything that I'd spent my money on the last month and just did a big cull and basically just had a long, hard talk with myself <laughs> and signed up to a couple of Instagram accounts. <laughs> and between, you know, my long, hard talk and those motivational posts, I felt like I'm more disciplined in knowing what money is coming in and what money is coming out. And do you have a framework, like when money comes in that, you know, we've spoken again about like spending, saving, house, whatever, do you have a, a split that way? So I give myself a payday. So at Equimates we get paid fortnightly, but I give myself a once a month payday, my favourite day of the month. Because <laughs> monthly, of payday. monthly payday. Monthly payday. Okay, explain that. <laughs> so I every can pay si monthly if you want. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm happy with the process now. But so I'll just put my, I have like different buckets of money which have different goals against them. And including that, then there's also like a segment that goes out towards my broker. And each month on my payday, all the money goes into my different pools. I've got a pool that I set aside each month for travel and I've got a pool that, you know, I put towards um, an allocation for skincare, which we can come back to when you come to stock picks later. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a couple of other, you know, nice to haves. And then I've got my different pools for bills. And then at the end of the month, I would give myself then a breakdown of how much I've got to spend week to week. Yeah. And I try to stay pretty disciplined on that. And a mortgage. And a mortgage, <laughs> yes, because I finally managed to battle through and get a place. <laughs> so is that is that all spreadsheet-based? All spreadsheet-based. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, you and Bryce, two peas in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who has Show a more... Show us your spreadsheet. I wonder who, yeah, who has a more complicated spreadsheet? Oh, oh. I've... I've uh, anyway, let's not get into that, but I've moved a lot of my stock spreadsheet into ShareSite now. 
Okay. So a lot of that tracking stuff is now in ShareSite, which I must admit has drastically improved since I last did it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. But uh, all my day, all my pools and skincare columns and stuff. <laughs> all, <laughs> which I'm sure all, is a big allocation each month. All spreadsheet. <laughs> it's, funny yeah. that, it's funny that you um, you use ShareSite for shares, but I'm sure there would be heaps of platforms for like saving and allocating money as well, yeah. but use both spreadsheet based. I guess question to both of you, have you guys tried any platforms for that no. or is it? No, they are, you know, pushed out on those Instagram accounts <laughs> all the time, um, brand partnerships, but no, it's, uh, I'm happy with my process yeah, as it fair. is that's and fair. it makes me feel like I'm in control. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's not to say I'm against them. I think, you know, if, you know, you needed some place to start and you didn't feel like your competence in Excel was that high, then I'd probably look to one of those. Yeah, I think that's a great shout. Like there's yeah. not one size fits all. It's find something that works for you. Mm. Now, speaking of finding things that worked for you, we want to ask about resources that helped you get started. Mm -hmm. And I think the first resource we have to ask uh, about, are there any Instagram accounts that you want to shout out here <laughs> that really helped you to go from that spending M to that saving M uh, that you think deserve a hat tip? Um, there's a wonderful account from the US called Mrs. Dow Jones. She's a little bit sassy and hilarious and I just feel, you know, makes me feel empowered. Nice. Um, from Australia, there's a Saving Like Mad account from a more a podcast research side. I listened to Equity Mates before I worked with you guys years ago. Um, shout out to the Superhero Summer Series because I felt that really helped me understand the different companies that made up my portfolio and made me have a keener interest into understanding what was actually in my ETF as opposed to just the sum of the ETF. And I also read the AFR a fair bit. Nice. Well, shout out to Superhero if they want to do another summer series. <laughs> it obviously works. <laughs> so, uh, Em, you mentioned the ETFs and you have a couple of individual stocks. What's the um, What's the sort of style of investing that you have now? Like is it dollar cost average just into this one ETF? You say your monthly paydays, you've got some money going to the broker. Once it hits the broker account, what's what's your what's your strategy there? Yeah, look, I'm a self-described boring investor because I pretty much only have ETFs and I mean, you know, on an investing podcast, <laughs> ETFs don't sound that sexy, but it works for me. Mm. So um, I, I mean, as I say before, I just feel like, you know, having a professional that sort of makes up the funds for me, does the research, removes stocks from those funds if they're underperforming because, you know, at the end of the day, they are trying to push a product themselves that is a high-performing portfolio. So when I have my approach to ATFs, my theory is leave it to the experts and just dollar cost average into it. Having said that, I still have a couple of stocks that I have bought and all of them are ones which I know really well. So, I mean, I worked in audio for five years. I worked then in media for three years before that. And so everything I have is not diversified, but it's because <laughs> I know the industry really well and feel confident in then taking the step into buying those stocks. Is one of them a skincare stock? Oh, and then separately to that, I also really <laughs> like skincare. <laughs> and so I also have a lot of opinions on that industry. One thing I'll never understand is why Adore Beauty's stock price is just always being thrashed. 
it's such a good product <laughs> and so it should be a great stock. But anyway, that's a bit of a love-hate um, relationship there. I also have, yeah, a couple of others out of the US that because I spend a little bit of that money that I've allocated each month into buying skincare, I then feel confident in the brands behind them and the potential for where those businesses could go in the future, new products that they're developing that I've also bought a few stocks down that path. Nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's investing in what you know. It's, yeah. you know, your career, your um I was going to say hobbies, but skincare is probably not a hobby. It's, it kind uh, of is in your a passions. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's exactly where you have all this information about what's working and what doesn't. Yeah. yeah. We generally ask what people's investing goal is. And for most people we speak to, it's to buy a house. Uh, but you're one step ahead of us because you have bought a house. So yeah. uh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, can you talk? I mean, that's probably the biggest investment the most people will ever make in their life. Um, what was the journey? How long did it take? <laughs> well, I guess going back to childhood, if you want to go to the journey, my parents, you know, no shade against them, but, you know, we didn't we didn't talk about stocks growing up, but I never lived in a house longer for than three years. So we would always buy a place, flip it, move on. And so I was always acutely aware of, you know, what the housing market was doing growing up and just going up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, And just looking at, you know, what, you know, renovation styles were in fashion, looking at, you know, all things that are going to help sell a property when you do a renovation, you know, what's actually going to add value and what isn't. So when I decided that I had a savings goal of buying a property. All I wanted was a property that then I could also then flip myself. Something about also being in control in the investments sort of comes into that too. Nice. And is that what you've got? Yes. And then so I've got something that I think if I do a little bit of a flip to the kitchen, then the value will go up over time. You're doing a DIY flip on the kitchen. I, I've done it. <laughs> Bryce, you know too much. I've done a DIY flip to the bathroom. Okay. Um, I think kitchen I'm going to leave to the professionals. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so before we get to your stock investing goals and we're just going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So tick on the property front, but you're putting money away into stocks as well. What What's the overall goal there as opposed to just pouring it all into the mortgage, for example? I don't think I've got a hard and fast goal per se, but I would like to have an option to have financial freedom when something is presented to me in the future. And I don't know if that's necessarily early retirement or if that's, you know, just having extra income, but I want to have the option when it's there. Mm. 
Not too early retirement. We kind of need you here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait till FinFest is over. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think I've got a little bit of a way to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, you've, you've taken that step, you bought the house, you've taken the plunge into uh, ETFs and some individual stocks. What are you thinking about? Uh, what are you, is there anything on your mind as an investor at this point? Uh, any uh, other markets you want to try and get into? Last year, I did a little bit more research into ethical investing because I just feel that, you know, it's on, it's not on governments anymore. It's on the individuals to change the way our planet's um, demise could be slowed. Mm -hmm. And so I've looked into more ETFs that are uh, sustainable. Um, So last year, I bought an ethically conscious international shares. ETF from Vanguard. And I feel that my perception with that was not so much that it was going to generate me, you know, decent returns, but more that it was just the right thing to do would be investing into these companies. But it actually, for the most part, has been a pretty good ETF to be involved in. So I was kind of pleasantly surprised that that um, perception was challenged. I would also like to look at international growth a little bit more. I think you look at some of the, you know, emerging economies of the world and most of my portfolio is very geared to US or Australian stocks. Mm -hmm. And that is just such a small portion of the world. And I don't think where the large growth or gains are to be made. So I'd like to understand a little bit more about those, probably more ETFs again, but understanding more of the portfolios that make up those markets. Well, unfortunately, the US market makes up what seventy percent of the total yeah. average of the world's markets or something? Isn't it crazy? Something crazy like that? I just made that number up. Yeah, in like the all like, world index, yeah. it's like seventy yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. So everyone thinks, oh, getting diversification, buying an all world that's going to give access to Europe and and emerging markets and Asia, you're still getting Facebook and Tesla, Tesla and, and all the all the big stuff. Apple, bloody. Apple, yeah. <laughs> which has been great for the past decade. Yeah, not so good in 2022. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, and for those listening at home, we're playing the ASX share market game at the moment. Uh, we've got a league with about 150 or 160 other Equity Mates community members. Uh, if you're not sure what that is, we get fifty thousand dollars in um in fake money, and we get to trade the top ASX 300 stocks. Now. Yeah, and when we say we're playing, uh, we're playing. Bryce and I are playing, like <laughs> joking, like terrible. No, no. Em is, uh, what's the opposite of playing? Well, we're all playing. Em's <laughs> just doing better than Em's we are. So, <laughs> despite, so uh, out of nowhere, Em, you've, uh, you're leading the charge with uh, – with, against all of the team members here at Equity Mates Community. I'm uh, not going to lie. I checked last night, number 14 in the league. I was pretty proud. Wow. <laughs> wow. So up until now, uh, we've had no idea what's in your portfolio, what your strategy has been. Ren and I both went long oil at the start yeah, and yeah. subsequently have uh, lost a bit of money. Uh, but 14th out of 150, obviously doing something right. Can you talk us through... The strategy you had for this ASX game. So it's a three three or four month game. Can I firstly just say it's such a great initiative by the ASX. It wasn't around when I was in high school or at least it wasn't exposed to me when I was in high school. And I just feel I would have such a better understanding of investing if I played it back then. So shout out to the ASX 
you're doing something right there. Um, <laughs> but my three stocks, you are you're going to be somewhat disappointed in two of them because no. they're really boring. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, and they both um, are from my Australian index fund and they were performing really well. And I just thought at the time, which was, what, March when the yeah. game kicked off, that I needed something that was going to be somewhat stable in the portfolio rather than anything too risky because I wasn't sure if the market was going to do a huge crash or an immaculate recovery. So... One of the uh, stocks, large telco of Australia. Telstra. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Doing very well in my portfolio. Okay. okay. And Macquarie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. So you've, you've only bought three positions. No, I bought several, but these three stocks here are my best performing and, yeah, saving graces of my portfolio because everything else is in the red. The stock that's keeping my portfolio most afloat is Optia Limited. I think that's how you say it. It's a drug development company for the treatment of eye disease. Okay. And so Equity Mates community won't know this, but I'm blind as a bat. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a big fan of this company and they crashed right at the beginning of March, but have had a great trajectory upwards since. Um, no, they are a very tiny stock that I have. I just think they're a really cool company. Interesting. And nice. I almost regret not using real money to buy them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the worst thing in this game. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, this is easy. I can do this. Well, you know what? I don't regret not using real money for my portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Can you short the market in the ASX game? Because I reckon I have, that would have been. Can. Oh, can, can you? Yeah. I was uh, like, that would have been a great play. So <laughs> I, I got in on Gear, which is the triple leveraged uh, ETF that is that is down significantly for when I got it. Yeah. I also got in the crypto ETF. That's not good. So it's not doing good. I at think all. there's some lessons that I Don't. can take from you, Em. <laughs> um, and do you have any cash sitting in there? No, no cash. You're fully, I fully think that's in. been my mistake. Well, you got cash. Too much cash. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, thank you. There's only like a month to go. Hope it holds out. There's <laughs> still a month to go. <laughs> Long-term <laughs> investing, bro. That's good. Oh, That's geez. good. I might not have any money left by the end of it. We want that. Maybe Bryce can that. invest some of his cash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hang on. I'm trying to find I might where just, I am. You're, you're in like the 50s. I'm in like the hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 50, the position? Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant portfolio value. No, nah, we're both down. M's up. Yeah. Over, okay. Yeah, you start with 50K, M's up. When we say I'm up, I'm like two grand up. It hey, has been a successful game for most still, of us. Uh, I think. But as I keep saying, my portfolio is, is doing exactly what I thought it would do. So I'm, Go down. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not right down, where I want it to be. Not as much as it, the market's gone. I'm actually I'm in, beating the market. I'm actually exactly where I want to be right now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to do a Stephen Bradbury. Oh, yeah. yeah, come home right at the last minute. Well, we should shout out um, the winner, the, the the current winner of our league. Uh, Jack is 62,000. Yeah. Seven grand above the number two, 55,000. So pretty impressive. Nice work, Jack. My sister's Jeez. boyfriend. I'm looking at oh, some very yeah. incestuous <laughs> game. Uh, is that how you're doing so No, well? no, he hasn't do- given me any stock tips. But uh, Jack, if Jack, you're listening. come on, stock tips with Jack. <laughs> I'm looking at the school's share market game here because the schools get their own version and one syndicate in New South Wales 
the syndicate's called Zane. I'm not sure um, how many are in the syndicate, but they're, they're at 116,000. No way. Yeah. Get them on the podcast. What Stop tips earth? with Zane. It's got to be an error. 50 grand to 116,000. That's. I mean, it doesn't mistake. have to be an error. Whoa. Like people could Show do me. that. <laughs> what? But it's very impressive. Very, very impressive. We should get them we as should, analysts before find uh, out. like a Oh, no, this is, sorry. This is the Hall of Fame. That was in 2020. Uh, there you go. Investing in 2020 was easy. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy. All right, and well, let's close out with some crypto chat. What's an episode without talking crypto? Do you dabble? I have dabbled. I have had some wins and I've had some losses. I bought Ethereum and Bitcoin right at their peaks, so nice. I'm still hoping they'll recover at some Welcome point. To Rent's club. <laughs> yeah, although I since then I dollar cost average, so nice. I'm okay. Smart, <laughs> <Smarter>. sensible. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of took a punt one day. I'd been listening to how Dogecoin was a great uh, shit coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I sort of felt that by the time that I was hearing about Dogecoin then that ship had sailed and opportunity was gone. But then I kept hearing about its younger cousin, if you were Shibuyu. Is that how you say it? Shiba Inu. Yeah, Shiba, yeah, yeah, that's it. Shows the research I did. <laughs> and, yeah, I had read about it in, like, some article and then I was at a friend's place and my mate Ben was talking about it and I was like, yeah, that's the research done. I'm going to take a punt. And that stock went up 190% three months after I bought it. But then I got scared because it had gone up so much so I just sold everything. So you oh, that's made money. Good. So I made money. Yeah. But so you tripled your money on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well played. How much yeah. did it go up after you sold it? It's actually crashed since. Oh, <laughs> market timing wizard. So when I... <laughs> I got, also got in Shiba Inu and wrote it up and wrote it back down and it's worth so little now that in the pie graph in my chart, <laughs> the, the sliver is so small you can't see it. So what, I'm like, hang on, where is it? <laughs> so you just didn't want to sell it. You were like, I'm going to long-term hold well, the thing is I, I purely did it just for a what could it become and my strategy with um, any crypto is never sell it because you never know what's going to happen. Oh, my. That's <laughs> a terrible strategy. No, no, you never know what's going to happen. So, But I only literally I put like 50 bucks in. So it went up to 150 or whatever it was and then now it's down to like 17 bucks or something. So it's insignificant. But um, never sell, Bryce. Never sell. Never the thing, sell. This, this thing could seriously. This thing could go gangbusters. Bryce still day. owns Worldcom, HIH, and Enron. Never just, sell. Just, just like, uh, just like stocks, you never put money in that you're willing to lose. Crypto, even more so. No, you only put money. in. Oh, you only put money in. It's just like crypto. That's even another level for me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Put you money only in. put money in that you don't know you have. Put mo- yeah, put money in that you're like, oh, where did that come from? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why the majority of my portfolio is in crypto. I feel I really want <laughs> to understand. Not, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Neither M or I blinked an eye. <laughs> I feel I really want to understand crypto crypto more in the next, you know, step of my investing journey as such. But I do just sort of look at it as like a little bit of a spray and pray approach. Yeah. I just don't understand how you can have a stock which has a valuation to it and you know that there's like a product, that there's a company around it, you know, there is a value that is quite tangible to the business or is intangible, but you can see it. 
Oh my God, that creates Thank you. But with crypto, I just feel like it's a little bit pie in the sky. So yeah. when it comes to, you know, investing, I'm still going to do it. I just feel like it's a bit more of that, you know, let's see what sticks and yeah. throw some money mm-hmm. at it. I think that is exactly the right way to approach it. Um, one of our favorite investing books uh, by Seth Klarman asked the question, are you investing or are you speculating? And if you're buying an asset with the assumption that someone will pay more for it in the future, then you're speculating. You're speculating on the psychology of what someone else is willing to pay. If you're investing, you're buying something that has intrinsic value and can generate cash flow. The house that you bought can generate cash flow from rent. Stocks can generate cash flow. That's investing. Shiba Inu can't generate cash flow. So, yeah, I think you've nailed it. Yeah, that's exactly my thoughts, just more articulately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Seth Klarman did the heavy lifting for us there. Thanks, Seth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that is a great place to wrap it. Speaking of crypto, don't forget that there's plenty more podcasts in the Equity Mates community. And yesterday on our Crypto Curious podcast, the team were lucky enough to sit down with Steve Smith, the uh, incredible Australian cricketer. Is he the captain now? No, he's not. No, he, he wasn't was, the he captain was. after South Africa. Yeah, but yeah. he's... Uh, he, we don't he talk was, about that. We don't <laughs> talk about that. Yeah. yeah, we don't talk about that. But um, make sure you head over and listen to uh, Steve's thoughts. I think they dig into a bit of his NFT A lot of NFT portfolio. chat. Yeah. So if you're interested in all things crypto, Crypto Curious is the place to go. Uh, Ren, any uh, call-outs from the Equity Mates Network this week? Yeah, so if you're in Australia, we've just seen the election and uh, you might be wanting... Uh, some analysis of the election as if they were businesses. I know that's what everyone is calling out for. But um, on Comedian the Economist, Thomas did a really interesting breakdown on the four moats that protected the two major parties and what's been happening to those moats. Uh, really interesting conversation that helps contextualise what we saw couple of weekends ago. Nice. So head over to Comedian V Economist and M. anything from you from the network this week? Yeah. In the spirit of broadening my mind about crypto, the You're in Good Company girls did a great interview with Jordan Franklin on how she is now a pioneer within the crypto space for Ethereum and should I want to go in with more research for my next crypto pick? I feel a bit more confident doing so now. Nice. Love it. Amen. And we should shout out, uh, you're in good company. If you want to hear a discussion about whether people thought World Wide Web is a well-known term or not, go and listen to their interest rate episode as well. That was pretty funny. So a uh, reminder, equitymates.com slash FinFest to get on the register for early bird access. That's going live on the 9th of June. But Em, it's been uh, really fun. Thank you for sharing your journey with the community here at Get Started Investing. I know a lot of people will take a lot of value from uh, what we've spoken about today. So thank you. And uh, let's get back to the office. <laughs> back to work. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. 
We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.